Shalom to all. Today's daf is Pesach Madaf Pevav. We are starting Pei Amad Beis, three lines up from the bottom at the beginning of the line. Today's daf is sponsored by Eli Nishmas of Menashe Ben Rab David Kastenbaum, a true Oy of Yisrael and an important activist of Jewish religious development in America. May his neshama have an aliyah and may he be a Melitz Yoshe for his children, grandchildren, and all of Klal Yisrael. Now, our Mishnah told us the windows and the thickness of the wall of the Beis Hamikdash compound are considered kilifnim. They're considered like the inside of the Beis Hamikdash. And today we're going to be discussing the Beis Hamikdash compound as a whole. Besides for the actual Kaddish Kedashim, the Hechal, the Azara, and the other more well-known parts of the Beis HaMikdash compound, there were actually many other areas that we usually don't talk about, such as the Lashachais, chambers. Some of them were on the same level and opened into the Azara. Some of them were on a lower level, opened onto Harabayas. Some were even subterranean. There were even tunnels underneath the Beis HaMikdash. And we're going to be discussing those today. And the Gemara says, Amar Rav. Rav tells us as follows, Gagen The rooftops and the upper levels throughout Yerushalayim and of the Beis HaMikdash compound do not have Kedusha to them, which means no rooftop barbecues with Kachim Kalim, because Kachim Kalim must be eaten in a place that's Kadesh, and the rooftops and upper levels aren't Kadesh. So therefore, you're not allowed to eat it on the rooftop. The Gemara asks, Any is that really so? From Rav, Rav says, Mishum Rebchia, Kezaisa Pischa, a Kezaisa the Karman Pesach, Vehalela, and the Halal, which is recited afterwards, Paka Igra, that shattered the rooftops. Now, what does that mean? Peva Vamad Alpha on the top, my love, the Achli Beigra, Vamri Beigra, that they ate the Karman Pesach on the roof, and then they said Halal on the roof, and that's what it means that the Halal that was recited on the rooftop shattered the rooftops because it was so loud and melodious. So we see that you could eat Kachim Kalim, which is the Karman Pesach on the rooftop. The Gemara answers, No, Loi, the Achli Baara, they actually ate it on the ground meaning they ate it on the first floor, and then they went up afterwards to say Halal on the rooftops. The Gemara asks, Any, is that really so? Are you allowed to do that? But tonight we have a Mishnah. Pesach, Afi We're not allowed to conclude after the Karban Pesach with Afi Kaiman. And what's Afi Kaiman? The Amar Rav, They're not allowed to move from one Chabura to another. So according to Rav, Afi Kaiman means Afiku Monaychu, take out your utensils. This Gezerah is that after eating the Karban Pesach, it's also to go to another Chabura and eat anything out of fear that you're going to actually come to eat the Karim Pesach itself with another Chabura, and that we already know is Usr. So the Gemara is assuming right now that if it's Usr to eat in another location, it must also be Usr to move with your Chabura to a different location, even if no eating is taking place. So how could they go up to the roof even just to say Halal, even though they're not eating anything? The Gemara answers, no, not a problem. Like Kasha, Kasha One is where we're talking about they're actually in the middle of eating, so then you're not allowed to go to a different Chabura. However, once they finished eating their Karim Pesach and all they want to do is go say Halal on the rooftop, there, there's no problem. And now the Gemara says, Tashma, we're going to try to bring a riot to Rav whether or not the rooftops and the upper levels have Kedusha to them. Abishol Omer, he tells as follows, Aliyah's base Kachayah Kachim, the upper level of the Kach Kedashim, Chamurim base Kachayah Kachim is more Chamur than the Kach Kedashim itself. Shebeis Kachayah Kachim, Kayin Gadol Nechas Loi Pamachs Vishano. The Kach Kedashim itself, the Kayin Gadol goes in once a year. The Aliyah's base Kachayah Kachim, in the upper level of the Kach Kedashim, Einich Nasun La El Pamachs Vishavua, it was only entered once every seven years. Vamila Pamai Vishavua, some say twice every seven years. Vamila Pamachs Vayavil, and some say only once a yavel, meaning once every 50 years. Why would we go inside? To see what type of tikkunim, what needed to be fixed over there. So we see that the upper levels are actually Kaddish. Amar of Yesef, he answers, A person is going to get up and ask a question from the Hechel. Shani Hechel, the Hechel is different. The Chesivit says in the Pasuk, David And David HaMelech gave Shlame his son as Tavnis HaUlam, the plans of the Ulam, Vesbatav and its structures, Vesganzachav and its storage rooms, Val Yosef in the upper levels, Vechadar Vapnimim and the inner rooms, Ubesek Apiris, and the room of the Kapiris, Uksiv, and it says afterwards, Hakol everything was written, Miyad Hashem, 
from Hashem, Allah Hiskil, he gave it to me. So David Melech had given Shlema his son all these plans, and Hashem had told him to write those plans down. So these things, and included in these things that were written down, is the Aliyah of the base Kachay Kachim. Those things have a certain Kedusha because they were given directly from Hashem. However, the rooftops and upper levels of the rest of the company of the base of Mikdash do not have Kedusha. Tashma, we have another attempted riot from a Mishnah. The Mishnah tells us, We have these chambers that were built in the Kaidish, meaning they were built as part of the Hazara, and they're open into Chayl, which means they're open into the Harabayas. Even though the Harabayas has Kedusha to it, in regards to the Azara, it does not have Kedusha to it. Toichen Chayl, the insides of these chambers are not Kadosh. The Gagosein Kaidish, however, the rooftops are Kadosh. So we see over here that a rooftop of part of the Besamekdash compound is Kaidish. So the Gemara answers, Tegemar of Chizda, he explains this, Beshigagosein Shavan Lakarka Azara. We're talking where the rooftop of this structure, of this Lishka, was actually level, it was flush with the Azara itself. The Gemara asks, Ihachi, if so, Ema Seifa, what does the end of that Mishnah say? Let's say this chamber was built in Chayl, meaning it was hollowed out of the Harabayas, and it was open into the Kaidesh. You accessed it via staircase from the Azar itself. The inside of it is Kaidesh, and the rooftop is Chayl. And if you're going to say that we're talking about a case where the rooftop is actually flush and level with the floor of the Azara, that means that this chamber is just a tunnel. And Rabbi Yechon had said that the tunnels that were dug underneath the base of Mikdash are not Kaidesh. So how could the Sefer of this Mishnah say that these chambers that were built underneath actually are Kaddish? So the answer is no. Kika Amr When was Rabbi Yechanan talking that these tunnels are not Kaddish? That's when they're open into Harabayas. Kitanya he. This Mishnah is teaching us when they were open into the Azar itself and that's why the inside of these chambers are actually Kaddish. Ask the Gemara, how could that be? Vatanya, we have a Brasa that tells us. Rabbi Yehuda, Amr Rabbi Yehuda says, Mechilis mitachas These tunnels that were dug underneath the Heichal itself, they're meaning they are not Kaddish, and we're assuming that if they were dug underneath the Heichal, that means that they open into the Heichal. So we say, no, Kitanya hi shepsuchas l'chol. Even that was talking that they were open into Chayl, meaning they were open into Harabais, and therefore they are not Kaddish themselves. Tashma, we continue to try to bring a raya from that brass itself. It says, Vigagai Kaddish. Its roof is Kaddish, meaning Rabbi Huda had said that these tunnels underneath the Heichal are not Kaddish. However, its roof, meaning the roof of the Heichal, is Kaddish. So we see that the roof of the Heichal is Kaddish, meaning the rooftops of the compound of the Beis Mikdash are Kaddish, a question on Rav. The Gemara asks for Tizbra, is that really a question? Vakatani, that Brisa itself continues and says, Gagan Halalu, these rooftops, you're not allowed on it, and you're not allowed to shecht kachim kalim on there. So we see that they don't have kedusha. So you're going to ask, says the Gemara of Kaidesh. It says in this brisa that its rooftop is kaidesh. So is it kaidesh or is it not kaidesh? So Amar of Bargurya, he answers loisin beis amos. It's only kaidesh vis-a-vis the two amos that are stored up there. Ama is a measuring stick, kind of like a measuring tape that we have nowadays. It's called an ama because it measured in ama. So we have these two things that were stored up there. So it's kaidesh only. In regards to holding that, but not Kaddish on the level that we've been discussing. Then on we have a mission of Meseches Kalim, Beis Amos Haya B'Shushan Abira. We had two Amos in Shushan Abira, Achas Al-Karim Mizrachas Tzfainis, Vachas Al-Karim Mizrachas Dremis, one of them on the northeastern corner, and one of them on the southeastern corner. Now in Beis HaMikdash Hasheni, there was an area built above the eastern entrance to Harabayas called Shushan Abira. Why was it called that? Due to the fact that they had a depiction of Shushan on it. So these measuring sticks were held in this area. Before we continue discussing these measuring sticks, we already have a raya for Rav. 
this area was Kaddish, but it was only Kaddish to the extent that it was able to store these measuring sticks that were used in Binyan Beis HaMikdash. However, it was not Kaddish, this higher level of Kedusha, that would allow us to eat Kachim Kalam on there. Therefore, we don't have any question on Rav. But now we continue talking about these measuring sticks. Zushal Karim Zrachos is this one that was on the northeastern corner of this area. It was one half finger longer than the one of Moshe Rabbeinu. We know Moshe Rabbeinu's Amah is six Tfachim, and this was six Tfachim and half a finger. And the one that was on the southeastern corner, that was a half a finger longer than it, meaning than the one on the northeastern corner. Nimtzes, that turns out that the one on the southeastern corner was Yisera Al Shal Moshe Etzba. It was a full finger longer than Moshe Rabbeinu's Amma. Why is it that we have two different measurements? We have Moshe Rabbeinu's measurement and we have these measurements. Because the craftsmen that were doing work for the base of Mikdash, they would measure that which they needed to measure based off of Moshe Rabbeinu's Amma, and they would build based off of the larger one. What does that mean? When a craftsman was hired to build, let's say, a box for the base of Mikdash, and the box had to be one Amma by one Amma. So when he made the measurements and he charged his prices based off of this one Amma by one Amma, it would be one Amma of Moshe Rabbeinu. However, when he would build the box, he had to take out of his own pocket and build it a little bit larger, one finger or one half a finger larger than Moshe Rabbeinu's measurement. Why would he do that? So they wouldn't come to Me'ilah. If he's going to build it precisely to the measurement of Moshe Rabbeinu, he might accidentally make a mistake, and then he's going to end up pocketing some money of Hektish, and he's not allowed to do that. That's Me'ilah. Therefore, he had to take out of his own pocket and build it a little bit bigger. But we continue asking with Tati Lamali, why is it that we have two different larger measurements? It's enough to have a larger measurement in the Moshe Rabbeinu. Why is it that we have to have one that's half a finger larger, and one that's a full finger larger? So the more answer is, One of them is for building silver and gold. Silver and gold, we only have to use the smaller of the two measurements. One of them is when we're building something that's not being made out of silver or gold, so therefore, they would use the larger of the two measurements, which is a full finger larger than Moshe Rabbeinu's. And we conclude this study with explaining our Mishnah. Tanan, our Mishnah had said, The windows and the thickness of the wall, that was like inside the base of Mekdash. I understand the windows, we can find that they're considered part of the base of Mekdash compound, that they can actually be flush with the floor of the Azara, because we can have windows that were lower and they were flush with the floor of the Azara. How can we find that the thickness of the wall is on the same level as the floor of the Azara? The thickness of the wall means all the way at the top of the wall also is considered Kaddish, and how could the top of the wall be flush with the floor of the Azara? It's at the top of the wall and not at the floor. So the more answers, Mishkachasla, we can find that with Barshura with the lower wall. We had the wall of the Azara, and then we had a lower wall that was much shorter than that that was built to support this upper wall. And the top of that lower wall was actually even with the floor of the Azara. How is that possible? The Azara actually sloped upwards. So the highest point of the Azara floor was actually even with the top of this lower wall. The Chesivit says in the Pasuk, and this is in regards to Chorban Abayas, Vayavel, and Hashem made mourn, M O U R N. Chel v'chayma, a low wall and a high wall. V'amre ba'acha, v'item rab chanina, shura u'bar shura. What does it mean Hashem made the chel and the chayma mourn? This is talking about the higher wall, meaning the azara wall, and the bar shura, which is the lower wall, the one that was meant to support it. So here we have a lower wall, and that's the wall that we're talking about, that the whole thickness of that wall is considered like the inside of the base of Mikdash compound. Now this Mishnah is discussing people that were registered to the same carbon Pesach, but decided to split into two groups. The Mishnah says, we have two groups that were eating in the 
the same house because they were eating the same carbon pasach. Each group can turn their face away from each other and eat. They don't have to face each other to show that they're one group. They're allowed to split up into two separate groups. And the mecham, the hot water kettle that's used to mix their wine, is allowed to be in between the two of them. However, when the servant stands up in order to pour them water into their wine, he has to close his mouth and he has to turn his face until he reaches his and then he can eat. Why is that? Because the shamish is serving both groups, which is not a problem. However, he's not allowed to eat with both groups. He's only allowed to eat with one of them. So therefore, when he's serving the other group, he has to close his mouth and wait till he gets to his group to eat with his group. The hakala, and let's say it's shavabrachas, so we have a kala sitting there and eating. She's allowed to turn her face and she's allowed to eat and it doesn't look like she's eating in a separate group from everyone else. She's embarrassed, the Gemara is going to say, and therefore it's okay if she turns her face away a little bit to eat. And the Gemara tells us, who's our mission like Rabbi Yehuda? It's Rabbi Yehuda. It says in the Pesach, on the houses that you shall eat it, in them, meaning you shall eat the carbon Pesach in them. Melamedis teaches us that the carbon Pesach is allowed to be eaten in two separate groups, meaning we're allowed to take people that were registered to the same carbon Pesach and split them up into two groups. You might think that one person who's part of this group is allowed to eat in two separate places. That's why the Pesach says he has to eat it in one house. He's not allowed to move to two different houses, meaning he's not allowed to eat in two separate places. And we can't armor from here. They said, you have the Shamash, he's the the person that's roasting the Karim Pesach in the oven and he accidentally ate a kezayis of the Karim Pesach right next to the oven, if he's smart, he's going to fill his stomach with it right where he's standing and he's not allowed to move and eat in a different place because he's stuck eating right by the oven. He's not allowed to eat by the dining room table where everyone else is sitting. However, if the people of the Chabruah want to do a favor for him, they can come and sit near him so he doesn't have to eat alone. That's Rabbi Huda's opinion. So again, Rabbi Huda says that we're allowed to split the Karim Pesach up into two separate groups. However, one person isn't allowed to eat in both groups. Rabbi Shimon Eimer, he says, no. The Pasuk tells us, that teaches us, that one person is allowed to eat in two separate places. How do we dash in this Pasuk? That they shall eat in them. This means each individual participant is allowed to eat in two separate places. You might think that one Karim Pesach is allowed to be split up into two separate groups. That's not allowed. The Pasuk says, has to be eaten in one place, meaning you're not allowed to take people that were registered to the same Karim Pesach and split them up into two groups. Now, by my Kemifilgi, what are they arguing about? Rabbi Huda Savar, he holds Yesh Aim Lemesiris, and Rabbi Shimon Savar, Yesh Aim Lemikra. Now, this is a fundamental machlaikis found all across Shas. Yesh Aim Lemikra or Yesh Aim Lemesiris? Aim means preference. So that means when we darshan a Pasuk, do we darshan it based off of the Mikra, the way it's pronounced, or based off of the Mesiris, the way the letters are written without the Nekudais? So Rabbi Huda holds Yesh Aim Lemesiris. And the word is vowelized as ye achel, meaning it shall be eaten in one house. The carbon pesach is confined to one location, but an individual may take his portion and eat it elsewhere. Whereas Rabbi Shimon holds yesh im lemikra, and this word bebayis echad ye achel is actually read without nekudos as yoichal bebayis echad yoichal. He shall eat it, teaching that each person must stick to one location. And what's a nafkamina in between Yeshim Lemikra and Yeshim Lemesiris? Says the Gemara, Hayu Yeshvin, let's say they're sitting, Vinifras and Mechitza Benayim, and then a Mechitza was put up in between them. According to the one that holds that Karm Pesach is allowed to be in two separate groups, that's Rabbi Huda, Eichlin, so people are allowed to continue eating. According to Rabbi Shimon, you're not allowed to eat the same Karm Pesach in two separate locations. In Eichlin, they're not allowed to continue eating. And Hayu Yeshvin, let's say they're sitting, Vinistalga Mechitza Benayim, and also 
and the mechitza was removed from in between them. So this is two separate carbonos that are being eaten in the same room, but it was divided by a mechitza. And now the mechitza was removed. According to Shimon, that you're allowed to eat in two separate places. They're allowed to continue eating. Now the room has gotten bigger, so it's like they're eating in a totally separate place. They're allowed to continue eating. Whereas According to Yehuda, you're not allowed to eat the same carbon pesach in two separate places. And they're not allowed to continue eating. And Rav Kahana, Rav Kahana was sitting, he was saying these above statements as if they were Psak Halacha. It was very simple to him that this is the Psak. You should have asked this as a question, not taken it for granted. What about removing a Mechitza or putting a Mechitza there? Is that considered like two separate places and two separate Chaburas? Or is it not? And take a, we end off with a take a, we're going to wait for Eloyah Navi to come and answer this question. And our Mishnah said, Akala Hefechas Panel, Akala turns away her face and she's allowed to eat. My time, why is that? Because she's embarrassed. Everyone's looking at her. So therefore, she's allowed to turn her face away and it's not considered like she's eating in a separate Chabura. Rav Huna Breed Rav Nasan, Ikhla Be'er Rav Nachem Bar Yitzchak. Rav Huna Breed Rav Nasan visited Rav Nachem Bar Yitzchak's house. Amru Leh, they asked him, Mashimcha, what's your name? Amru Leh, he told them, Rav Huna, my name's Rav Huna. Amru, they said, Nesav Maraporia, please sit on the couch. Yosef, he sat. Yavu Kasa, they gave him a cup of wine. Kibla Bechad he took it right away. Meaning he didn't say, no, 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 I don't want a cup of wine. Ushsiya betray Zimne, and he drank it in two gulps. And he didn't turn his face away. Amrulay, so they asked him, My time a car of Huna, why did you call yourself Rav Huna? That seems a bit pretentious. You should have just said that your name is Huna. Amrulahusa responds to them, Bal Hashemani, that's my name. Rashi said that when he was a kid, they used to call him Rav Huna, so that became his name. So he wasn't being pretentious, he was just telling them his name. So they continued asking him, My Tamaki Amrulacha, Nesavapurya, why is it that when we told you to sit on the bed, Yasfis, you sat down and you didn't refuse? Amrulahu responds to them, Call Mashiyamilcha Balbaisase, Chutzmitse. Anything the Baal Bayas tells you, you should do, except if he tells you to leave. So therefore, you said I should sit down, so I sat down. So they continued asking him, Why is the when we gave you a cup of wine, you accepted it right away and you didn't refuse it? Amrulu told him, You're allowed to refuse someone of lower stature than you. However, someone who's great, you're not allowed to refuse him. And you are great, so therefore, I didn't refuse you. They continue asking him, Why do you drink it in two gulps? Amrulu told him, Someone that drinks his cup in one shot, that's a guzzler. Shnaim, if he drinks it in two shots, that's the proper way to drink it. Shloish, if he drinks it in three sips, then he shows that he's haughty as if he's some sort of chashiv person that is sitting back sipping his wine. And they continue asking him, Why didn't you turn your face away? Isn't that the modest way to do things? Armelui told them, Our mission says that a kala turns her face away, but it's not proper for someone who's not a kala to turn their face away when they eat and drink. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yesi, Ikhul Bir, Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yesi, Ben Lekunya. Rabbi Shmuel, Rabbi Yesi, visited the house of Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yesi, Ben Lekunya. Yavu Kasa, they gave him a cup of wine. Kibley Bechad Zimna, he took it right away. Vishasi Bechad Zimna, and he drank it in one shot. Amrulay, they asked him, Loisar Lamar, you don't hold of Hashaysa Kaisavas Achas if a person drinks his cup in one shot. Haraz Agargron, he's a guzzler. Amrulay, he told them, Loi Amri, they didn't say this, because Chakatan, with your small cup, Vien Chamasak, and your very sweet wine, Ukrasi Ruchava, and my very wide stomach. That doesn't apply to these situations. And now we have Allah in regards to Hilcha Suda that's not related to eating the carbon pesach at all. Amr Avhuna Avhuna tells us as follows People that were invited to the dinner, they were invited to the Suda, they were allowed to come in as a group of three, and they were allowed to leave even as one. Now, what does that mean? There was a dinner party to which many people were invited to. Once three people come, the waiter has to serve them and isn't allowed to refuse on grounds that not everyone has arrived. And even if there are only one or two people left at the dinner, he also has to continue serving them as troublesome as it might be. 
That's what it means that they come in as three. Once there's three people there, he has to start serving them. And that's what it means that even if there's only one person left, he still has to serve that person. Amar Rabbah, he qualifies this. That's only if they come in at a time that's normal to come in. Let's say the dinner was called for 8 o'clock and they came at 8 o'clock, then he has to serve them. However, if they came earlier, he doesn't have to serve them. And also, that's only if this waiter, a dayala, is a waiter. If he was ragash, if he was aware that this is what they were going to do. If he was aware that they were going to be leaving one by one and there were going to be stragglers left over, then he has to continue serving them. However, if he doesn't know that they're going to be left over one by one, then he does not have to continue serving them. Um, Ravina, he says, the people that are left over, the last two people have to pay their share of the waiter's fee. And the last person that's left, he has to add on more money on top of that, meaning he has to tip the waiter extra. However, the halacha is not like Ravina. Hadron Allah Ketzutzailin, Mazatov are finishing the seventh parak of Mesechas Psachim. We should be Zechar to finish all of Mesechas Psachim together, and of course, finish all of Shas together. Everyone should have a wonderful day.